Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Trail Culture. I'm your host, M. Robertson, and I'm so stoked that you're all tuning in. Today on the podcast, we've got Aaron van Aysen joining us. He is the founder of Flat Rock Endurance and a coach there. He brings years of coaching experience to this chat. We're going to be taking a deep dive into a bit of his journey, what it's looked like, how he's seen the sport of trail running develop and more. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of Trail Culture. It is super good to have Erin van Aysen here this morning with us. Um, yeah, I think prepping and getting ready to, to chat to you, Erin, I was like, how do I not ask everything and keep you here for millions and millions of hours? <laughs> um, I, yeah, Erin, you are a coach, a dad, an athlete, um, a business owner. You're coming from like a lot of backgrounds. Um, to chat to us today. I officially met Erin at Otter. I don't know if you remember this. I do remember that. Actually. Last year. So yeah. that was like the first, I think, in-person official meet, but your reputation preceded you and I was very stoked to to meet you. And before that, this is also a, a piece of info that you don't know. One of my first like vivid interactions or memories of you was during lockdown, you did an online oh, course. Yes. I think, was... was it through Chicksu Trail? It was through... Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. Um, they had a few of us on, a few different coaches, I think. Yes. Um, giving insights into different things. Yeah. And I was like, you you were the one person who, you were so like calm and collected and you, you spoke to everyone and everyone's like locked inside and frustrated and you were like, guys, like just don't run in circles. You you never run in circles. Um, don't introduce this new stimulus now well, and injure yourself. How would you yourself? all of a sudden start running in circles? Yeah, and I remember being like, I don't really know who this coach is, but what a good insight. I was just like, this is so cool. Um, yeah, and from then I like kind of, yeah, I've, I've seen you here in the cool. trail events. It's been cool. So yeah, super stoked to have you. I'm glad you. I left a good impression. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, welcome. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool to be here. Um, yeah, on that note, I mean, <laughs> lockdown wasn't good for anybody. And I think it got a lot of us questioning why we do what we do. Um, and what it needs to be, or what, what our sport or our activity needs to be to be beneficial to us. And running in circles was never that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just we need to move, we need to move through space and cover distance and stand somewhere and look back at where you started and like that yes. feeds all of it. And if you aren't yes. doing that, you're just emptying your cup. Oh man. And you'll yeah. get your fitness back. You'll, all those things will come back when you can go outside again. So it just didn't feel like the. A healthy way to go about it really i yeah. mean there were some who wanted to run around in circles and i could facilitate that if they really needed to but it definitely wasn't it wasn't coming from me yeah, yeah it wasn't the go-to no. no that's that's really awesome i think um having the kind of perspective that you can look at this whole picture and not just like meeting that like day-to-day -day frustration of i need to somehow move or you know it's like just remember why you do this yeah. We will get there again and like we will all be able to go outside again. Yeah. 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 I think it's it ties into like a core part of how I how I and we approach um the sport. It's it's that before it's anything else. It's that like need to move on in wild spaces. Yeah. And the sport aspect of it is almost irrelevant really. It comes in for some people or never at all for others. Yes. But it's like a it's a separate part of it really. And I think when that's the part of it that, that lockdown really showed us was like, because afterwards, I mean, you couldn't park in Newlands Forest. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm sure it's the same out here. Like as soon as people realized what it's like to not have freedom, yes. they came back with vengeance and the 
trails were full and yeah. races, race entries were doubled and everything yeah. was like really, yeah. So I think it's more the freedom than, than anything. No, that's, that is so true. And I think that even between that six and nine phase where you only had three hours to exercise, I remember thinking like everyone's now an athlete and I was so stoked about it. I yeah, was like, everyone's running. <laughs> Let's, yeah, I was like, everyone's running. This is awesome. Um, and like that the sport grew and, and we're going to get into that a little bit more yeah. um, later on, but it's, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool place to have come from. I'm glad we're not there anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah. We did a little we did a little challenge where we only had that 5K radius to run in. Yes. So I was like, hey, well, you have 5Ks to work with. Let's all hunt down that 5K PB that we've been avoiding because there's <laughs> been some ultra like on, yeah. the, on the list. So I set a challenge that everybody who, who beat their 5K PB, I would do a hill rep as like oh, payment wow. to them. And I think we had like 23 5K PBs in that lockdown period. <laughs> And it was about two years later that they finally got me to do my hill reps. And I went and did them. Um, but for those two years, I was given hell every week. Because oh, yeah. coach hasn't paid his debt. Oh, my word, that's reps. great. I love that. You're so, athletes are like, it's payback time. So we did the thing, yeah. it's your turn. Um, but yeah, that was a cool way to keep keep them motivated. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, Erin, super stoked to, to have this chat. And I think one of the first things, obviously, I want to chat about is is Erin and, and Flat Rock Endurance. So Flat Rock Endurance is your your baby, your business, your coaching yeah. academy. Yeah, it is. It is literally. I mean, Flat Rock was started a month after my son was born. So Whoa. they are the same age, give or take. <gasps> That's great. Um, which was sort of end of 2017, early 2018, um, officially as Flat Rock. I had, been, I had been coaching before that, but not in any real official capacity. It yeah. was... Um, yeah, I guess we can go back to the beginning and bounce around. But I had um, I'd been studying coaching sciences and I finished the same month my son was born and the following month started Flat Rock, sort of wow. from, from, the, from the ground up. So I never thought it would be what it is today. Um, I'm, I'm glad it is. It's very cool. It's been an awesome journey. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. Every time my son's birthday comes around, it's like a good reflection of of it all from like you know yeah. working with just a handful of athletes with him on my hip kind of thing at home yeah uh, stay at home dad starting a small business and then from where it is now being a full-time sort of nine to five monday to friday that is really Shop. special it's pretty cool wow yeah. awesome it's special. and like watching it's like your both your babies grow at the same time exactly your son and yeah. your business and yeah. just seeing oh that's epic the birthday is a good reminder because yeah people forget the business birthdays so it's like yeah cool exactly to see. yeah um yeah i think when i kind of did some some background uh, stuff and saw that flat rock was founded in 2017 i was like epic like i i knew i knew when i wanted to get you on here you're an experienced coach with years of experience but i was like oh cool like it's nice to know the, yeah. the date and and i think arguably you're one of the first trail focused academies that's that's out there which yeah i mean that's cool to know i still you call me an experienced coach i i think the more you learn the more you realize you have to learn so yes. like it has been you know six going on six years now but every year you realize like there is no end there is yes. no like i know what i need to know now um, yeah so you do need to continuous continuously be learning but yeah i mean when when i finished my studies and, and started coaching i think there were i mean i might not get this number exactly right but there were about five local coaches in cape town okay. that i was aware of i mean there could have been others yeah and I mean, on my last count, there are 40 plus at the moment what? in Cape Town. 40 plus, so, just in Cape Town, or like yeah, this oh, area? Cape Town and I mean, one or two in Joburg, but yeah, it's grown immensely. Wow. Okay. Um, so 
yeah, it was quite interesting going from, and I mean, you know, you, you study, you study the sport, but it didn't exist before. Uh, yes. We were all taking, you know, things that have been found and studied from marathon races, cross country coaches, track coaches, and like, how do we apply this to our sport? So yeah. it was, there's quite a lot of freedom as to how you like figure it out. It's also quite daunting because yeah. you don't have a recipe. Yeah. Uh, you've and got to kind of figure it out. responsibility as well. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah and I mean, people. I was, I was lucky enough to have some, some really talented athletes believe in me quite early on. Um, awesome. before I believed in myself <laughs> so I can thank them for that but um, it's a lot of trial and error and I think that's part of what's so special about the sport is that like it is really wide open yeah. I mean you have athletes from every possible background coming across and, and doing well with for different reasons yeah um, sure. you know, it's fascinating no, that's amazing. Yeah. I like that the, the people who believed in you early on and now it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge thing. I, I mean I had <laughs> one of them was actually a best friend from we grew up together. And yeah. He's he's a talented runner himself, James Bosenberg. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. James, yeah. So um the two of us used to run around the mountain in like twenty ten, twenty eleven alone. There wasn't anyone else. They weren't really I mean you would you would pass the <laughs> occasional crazy. hiker that would wonder what you were running from because yeah, people just weren't trail running. Yeah. Um and I'd build workouts and sessions and test him on him and he'd give me feedback. He's like, yeah, that was great. No, you're trying to kill me. What is this? Yeah. So kind of like built up an understanding of tolerance um, to kind of go with my studies because yeah. you can't study trail running coaching as a, as a discipline. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah, yet. Um, yet exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, now I think there's a lot more available. And then with that feedback I'd get from them, you know, I would learn. And yeah, it was, it was a cool journey to kind of Friends, yeah, yeah. friends who let you test workouts on them are a special breed of friends. Special breed of friends. That's, friend. that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. We, sure we, go, we go far back enough that it was, yeah. and I'd get honest feedback. You know, yeah. he didn't see me as coach; he saw me as as, as a friend he could yeah, he could be honest with. That's so. epic. I love that. Yeah. And what what made you dive into? I mean, running coaching specifically, Aaron. So I know you've mentioned like <laughs> you you kind of studied it, and I know I know you hmm. run. I've heard I've heard rumors or legends about yeah, your road that, times. At this uh, at this period, there are very much rumors and. and <laughs> At this point, they're fading into myth, I think. Um. <laughs> and I was like, I know most trail athletes are allergic to road. Um, yeah. And then the ones that are really fast bring it out like once a year. They just like throw down these yeah. insane road times. And then they're like, that was enough for one year. I'm and I'm going to retreat yeah. back to the mountain. So it's actually do you hilarious. fall into that category? Um, no, I... I, for me, running is running. Yeah. Whether it, everything from, okay, let's call it 3,000 meters. <laughs> below that it's it's a sprint well maybe the mile could be the tipping point but um i think running is running and i don't like to you know the idea of going i'm a trail runner i'm a road runner you're a runner and any race that you do any trail race you do is you're going to be running sections of it as if it was road and if you haven't developed your running economy and your speed you're going to struggle on those sections relative to your competition yeah um and if we look at the top names in the sport now they all have road times that would make them just shy of you know yes. fully competitive on the road yes. so it's to not put energy into it is just is, is shooting yourself in the foot you you can't be competitive i mean maybe robbie Rorick is the one example of like <laughs> someone who's done little to no road that i'm aware of yeah and can throw down on the mountain in every possible way yes um but for the most part you know guys are running 30 minute flat 10ks and yeah. ladies are sub 35 yeah to be competitive um so yeah, it's it's all run into as far as I'm concerned. Um, I started on the road personally. Cool. Um, so 2009, I think I started nice. running. Nice. It's not actually that long. Some people started when they were kids. Yeah. 
um, I found my sport a lot later in life. Um, yeah, it was it was road, short stuff, 10K to half marathon sort of distances. Awesome. Um, never competitive on the road by road standards. Yeah. I think like I did some quick times maybe compared to average average Joe, but like not... <laughs> You know, nowhere near the front of a any any road race. Um, no need bank colours. No need bank colours. No, 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 no. But lots of split shorts. Oh, and, nice. And tight vests. Um, <laughs> it's no shame. I came from the same background, uh, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm still my split shorts are still there. Luckily, it was before I was too too much Facebook, so most of that evidence is gone. Um, yeah, and then um, it was actually with James that I started trail running. Um, he was working for Wild Runner at the time the event manager and I did some course managing work with them and just awesome. discovered the trails and realized wow I can like apply this endurance that I've built to go and explore places yeah and um I grew up in Greenpoint so I'd run up Signal Hill Lions Head and onto the mountain and just kind of see how far I could go and loved coming back to tell my dad like yeah I ran today and back and he would oh, be wow. so amazed and it yeah. kind of just built grew purely out of this need to like go there and back I know it sounds silly but yeah um yeah, and then, I mean, through all of this, I was studying mechanical engineering, actually. Okay. Um, and it had been what I wanted to do through high school and was obsessed with everything mechanical. <laughs> um, so I thought. Yeah. And yeah, 2009, 10, I think it was around 11 or 12 that I um, decided it actually wasn't for me. Um, okay. I loved the analysis and the problem solving aspect, but the material, the subject matter just wasn't stimulating. Yeah. Um, so I stepped away from that and actually went, um, ended up moving to Switzerland to stay with some friends and just ran trails, Epic. entered some small races. And in that, in that year it was like, actually, this is what I'm going to do. Like I obsessed over running the way I obsess over generally everything and applied myself to it in the same way and came back with like this want to understand it that then led into coaching. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and the flat rock name oh. for those who are not <laughs> Capetonian. Um, yeah, so I mean, we live, well, flat rock, the majority of our athletes are at the base of Table Mountain, yeah. which is a flat rock. No. Um, it's not named after Platterclip, which is everyone's worst, worst climb up that mountain. But yeah, flat rock endurance was just um, yeah, named after our mountain. And really cool. I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about, I wanted it to be bigger than that yeah. and, and be able to bring other people on board and, and have different approaches. So that's really cool. Yeah, flat rock endurance. Oh, Aaron, I love that. <laughs> I, I had like an idea, but never actually knew. Yeah. So I was like, let me start that as the. I call it Platterclip endurance. Platterclip. <laughs> oh, that climb. More, more on that later. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, as yeah, the experienced coach that, that you are, We've chatted a little bit about like where the sport was. I mean, you grew up running there and back to see how far it is. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of other guests who are, who are like when they started running, there was literally no trail gear. Like no. they were they were running like buying shoes with like the biggest lugs that they could find just to like have some sort Salomon of grip. speed cross. It's, yeah, it's a, it's it's wild. And I'm like hearing everybody's like remedies before it was a thing. And I think there's there's always like pros and cons to to stuff growing, but. Um, where where's the sport come from where is it now where do you see it yeah. going this is like a super fun like kind of almost philosophical question uh, but i'm like yeah it's just it is exciting and yeah what's your take on that yeah it's um i guess it's like any fringe sport where it starts very informal skateboarding or surfing where 
it's just a bunch of people doing this thing that they love and then you know the the formal side of it grows and then there's a bit of pushback and you know are we selling out what should it be yes some people just want to explore in the mountains and some take it seriously as a sport so yeah it is an interesting sort of turning point um yeah i mean when i started it it was like before well before strava was like a a thing in cape town you would just go run and then all of a sudden there was and you would you know oh wow there's like there's other people doing this oh cool like that guy went and set that time oh okay i think you know yeah and it was quite quite cool to be in those early days where you could still get on the top 10 of a leaderboard (laughs) when i was like yeah those days are long ago (laughs) has to be like a brand new segment that no one knows exactly go create your own so you can do the leader of it um yeah, so for to go from that to, you know, races being tiny, you know, 50 people would turn up for a race. Yeah. You know, I don't think event organizers were making any money at all. Yeah. Um, you know, 50 people at a race to now, I think we had, what, 1,700 or 1,500 at George Mutt and UTCTs, what? like something yeah. between that and 2,000 across yeah. all the races. Yeah, and like just as um, the runners, let alone the rest of the operation. Yeah, Crazy. It's yeah. really incredible. Wow. Um, and. And for events to be put on to like the same standard as a big international races, yeah. like that's crazy. I mean, you would rock up at a trail race and there might be an arch if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. they may or may not be signs slash yes, some exactly. route marking. Yeah. Good luck. See you back here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is like, we need to see you here. Otherwise you're definitely finishing in the wrong place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, it's been cool to see that. I mean. We mentioned earlier, you know, how many coaches there were when, when I started and how many there are now. And for all of us to still be growing yeah. says a lot about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, huge growth. Uh, Where is it going? I don't know. Uh, it, it's growing for sure, um, year on year, locally at least, and internationally. Um, there's obviously been some big moves by international races, buying yeah. up events and yeah. trying to dictate where it goes. Yeah. I think at its core, it's going to stay like yeah what it is it's just that love of adventure and exploration um and the need to yeah (laughs) i hope so i think so i think you know everybody wants to go and do utmb at some point and tick it off but i i think with the big moves that they've made i don't know if it is still the the event or the race yeah Um, i think people just want to get out there and and run in in magical places yeah yeah Yeah, the area keeps its its magic exactly yeah Yeah. which i'm i'm grateful for with any kind of wild space it's like the area is magic and 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 like when we're allowed to to kind of be on the mountain that day for a specific event with a name with a bunch of other people it is really special that i yeah i'm i'm like thankful that the space remains almost like uninfluenced uh or unchanged yeah 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 Yeah, i think if anything it might actually just push the the runners to explore different events like it gets so difficult to get in that like it's actually not worth the the headache yeah um you can go and run you know smaller events right next door yeah to those and explore the same trails and and have all of it without the admin attached yeah and just be there and oh yeah events it is we're going to talk about events as well. Like, it is it is cool. But, no, that's a great answer. It's Aaron. not everything. Yeah, it isn't everything. And, uh, yeah, lots of good reasons for that as well, whether it's not getting in, whether it's an injury, whether it's just life yeah. happening and plans changing. Like, you can still enjoy the sport for what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, depending on which distance you do, you're going to be out there between maybe four and 36, 48 hours. Yeah. That's one day of the year. Yeah. But you're going to be on the mountain training for it five to seven days a week yeah like if it's all about that you want an event then you've lost the lost the point there. yeah um no that's great it's hundreds of hours of training yeah you better enjoy that part of it 
No, that's a good perspective. I like that. Um, yeah, and that's also why I think just knowing knowing your, your why, Taryn and I spoke about this quite a lot. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, that's it makes a big a big difference. Um, and and I mean, now, like with this, we're, we're starting to like get into kind of more of what I want to chat about, which is like being a coach is an ever-evolving job. You say you kind of remain a, sure. wow. a yeah. student in learning like as long as yeah, you keep doing this, which is so, which is so awesome. I think it's awesome that it's not, you don't reach this like end point. No. Like, I mean, you can get qualifications on your belt, you can do yeah. the things, you can do the courses, but like the yeah. experience, like there's nothing like it. I, yeah. I'm sure you feel like this specifically if I go and do like a training camp or an event, or I feel yeah. like I learn, like it's like compressed and like the learning curve is steep and Absolutely. Then, but you just keep going. Yeah. Um, and every time I'm like, I have more or less an idea of like the not the not stop learning but it's like okay the curveballs like I see them and then there'll be like a new one and I'm like wow this yeah. is great um but chat to us about some yeah. of the ups and downs of, of coaching um yeah. I mean it's working with working with athletes you're keeping up with your own training yourself sometimes um, sometimes uh, <laughs> we can get to that yeah and like navigating the the coaching world and, and staying relevant i think for yourself for your athletes i think like keeping the industry standard high and making sure people are coaching mm. safely and appropriately is is really important so absolutely yeah like talk, talk to yeah. us about other ups and downs i think um i think our job as a coach is is not to have all the answers but be willing to find them Cool. and be honest about that from the start it's like yeah. it's 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 not an ego thing really we're not claiming to have the answers obviously we get to live the lives of hundreds of athletes through yeah. us so we have access to all of that information all those experiences that we can pull on and then help anyone come into us with going actually i've experienced a scenario before in a similar way and i can you know we could apply this so it's that willingness i think to always be open to learn and, and find out what yeah. that athlete needs um, and yeah, I guess separate what should work versus what they need. Wow. And that like flexibility, I think is really important. So, um, or at least to me, it yeah. might not be for everyone, but I think that's where, where I've, and we found success is like trying to put the athlete first in every possible way, even if that means throwing some of the, the standard expected ways of approaching things out the window to accommodate yeah. them. Um, and yeah, you mentioned doing it safely and, and honoring them. Like, it is a huge responsibility that we're given, um, you know, financially alone. Mm. I mean, the race entries, the coaching fees, the gear, everything that goes into it. Um, there's a lot, but also th th these people define themselves by the sport. Yeah. Sometimes more than they should. <laughs> and that comes with a huge weight. Um, and it also comes with huge reward. Because when you get it right and it works, there's yeah. nothing sweeter than going on that journey from is this possible to, oh, look, I just did the thing. Yeah. Like that's special. That's like all that's the reward. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I could do it for free, I would do it for free no, yeah. in no different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it is, it is taxing. <laughs> it is, a, it is, you know, you're dealing with people and, and their emotions and their ups and downs and you ride those waves with them. So it's, it's emotionally expensive, but incredibly rewarding. Yeah. I like that emotionally expensive but incredibly rewarding. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I have no doubt that your athletes adore you. I see it on a range from from meeting them, chatting to them, from seeing things. I have to say, I think um, Naomi Brandt is somebody that I look <laughs> up to and adore. I don't, she doesn't even know this, but I'm like, oh. man, her outlook, her perspectives, her realness. Um, 
yeah, she's someone I've followed for a while. I'm, I'm actually busy working through what she did when she had ITB. It's real fun. And yeah. uh, she, there was last year, you crewed for her at UTCT. Yeah. And there was this post that you made on Instagram, but I couldn't, I, I literally left a comment where you spoke about kind of the privilege of coaching and, and getting to do this. And, mm. and I want to talk about that now, like we get to do this and, and what makes you a coach. But sure. and I, I laughed so much. The last sentence of that post was like, mm. you spoke about the privilege and, and that you love doing this. And you said, you're going to keep spending time crewing for her and, and trying to get her to eat more and slow down. <laughs> and I, I just was like, that is such a good, like nutshell of like, I care about you enough to get you to eat more and slow down. And yeah. like, yeah, that for me was a great, like coach athlete moment captured. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've, we've really built a beautiful relationship over the last few years. Um, she was one of those athletes that believed in me before I did myself. Um, awesome. And <laughs> I think we had just met and were planning to, to sort of get going with coaching. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm ready to start. But in two weeks time, I'm going to circumnavigate Lake Malawi. I think it's like 2000 kilometers self-supported on foot or something. How does that fit into the plan? Like, can we do it? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to this, yeah, yeah. you know, figure it out yeah. afterwards. Um, and like, that's kind of how it started. It's, you know, her throwing a crazy dream at me and then kind yeah. of trying to build a plan to make sense of it and then going through it. And I've had the opportunity twice now to crew her to, through some big races and it's super special. Like, yeah. I think it's one thing to build a plan and then have an athlete go off and race it um, and not be around, but to actually be there on the day. Yeah, it's And like, cool. oh, it's super special, like incredibly emotional, um, but very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a, I think that post was also, um, when I was doing my ASA levels, my ASA coaching levels, um, there were a lot of old cross country track and field coaches. Yes. And one of the coaches said to me, and I might've said it in that post as well, but you're not a coach until your athletes call you coach. Oh, wow. And that was like really special to me because you can get the qualifications and you can call yourself that thing. But when you're seen as that thing and respected by the people you work with, it, the weight of it is huge. And Naomi's never called me anything other than coach oh, in the entire. And I mean, yeah. we're, we're good friends outside of it, and we, yeah. you know, but it's just coach. And yeah, it's a special. It's special. It means a lot. I guess, I guess <laughs> like it, it's yeah. so cool. It's very cool. Um, navigating yeah. the coaching world, staying relevant. I'm like, I, I'm like, my brain is like going, going so much. Right. But I'm like, let's let's go to the coaching this kind of topic or question. Yeah. So I was like, let's call it the coaching deep dive. Yeah. Um, and I think again, I could have you on here for ten episodes talking about like I'll come very back. specific. <laughs> you yeah, I'm, you'll you'll be back. And and I I even I, I when I chatted to to Mens yesterday like he was like dude like how are you gonna uh, like what are you gonna ask in terms of, I was like you don't have to listen to the episode but um I was I, I recognize like there's loads but um like we've said now there's a range of athletes they've mm. got backgrounds different things different goals different everything but when when you working from like recreational to elite you've mentioned yeah. 5k all the way up to like yeah. there and back to see how far it is which is like 100 miles <laughs> sometimes yeah. and like, where do you start when an athlete comes to you with a goal? It's, you know, you've got experience that's, that's like still building and coming. And, and I mean, you've obviously got tools in your toolbox that you work with. And, yeah. and it's always like this, like blank canvas in a way yeah. with somebody. It's the first time you're engaging, whether they've had like previous coach experience or not. But yeah, yeah. what's, what's your like go to? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's a blank canvas as far as I'm concerned when they arrive, but we now need to paint that picture and understand who we're dealing with. And I think... You know, any athlete that we start with, we do this, this initial chat and 
you know, they sense we have take on forms and we get all this data from them beforehand. But once they sit and you see them and you see them talk about the sport, yeah. then you know exactly what you're dealing with. Yeah. And only once you know the type of individual you're dealing with can you apply any of your rules because yes. <laughs> the sport is so diverse in the kind of people that come into it. You have people who do not care what is required to run 100 miles. They're going to do it. Whether you're on board for the idea or not, they're going yes. to. So sometimes you're building a plan against everything that you know is yes. right because they're going to do it. So you're trying to like get them in the best possible shape for this yeah. thing they're going to do anyway. Yeah. And then there are those that want to tick all the boxes and build it and are happy to you know build to 100 miles over three years, should that be the goal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's standard practices. Yes. And then you look at the individual, you're like, okay, what are we dealing with here? Like, how, yeah. how does it apply to this person? Yes. Um, I think, is it a wild card of like... Absolutely, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some incredibly mentally strong people who yeah. have not done any of the kind of endurance sport or any, have any background to justify what they want to take on. But there's a will and a drive that is there and a dream yeah that you you have to delicately kind of sometimes manage or shift the direction of to yes. keep them safe and healthy and sometimes you feed it so it's yes. not always as black and white as um oh you haven't run therefore we're going to start at x um, yes and you know with the ultra distances being glorified we can discuss that on another, another <laughs> together um you have a lot of people with with little to no experience coming in aiming pretty high. Um, and most other people that have raced those distances would have had years and years yeah. of conditioning and, and experience. Um, but I think generally there's two points. There's the point the athlete's at and the point that you want them to be at come race day. Yeah. And how far apart are those two points and how much experience is that beyond their starting point that can determine how quickly you can build them up. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you kind of want to know mentally where are they and why they're doing it. Physically, how prepared are they? What have they done before that's shown um, or given us some insight into their ability? And then try and build something between those two points that is sustainable um, to get them there. Yeah, That's awesome. That's cool. I think, yeah, that fine line of when to manage it and when to feed it, that's, I think that's one of my favorite things actually about this, this job. Uh, and like as athletes, we're going to kind of segue into this now, but I mean, you focus on the mental and the physical health, like very specifically those words of, of your athletes when it comes to training and coaching. And, and, and because there's like so many things that feed into that, like what's going on in their life, the stresses, like we know that the body can't differentiate between different types of stress. It's all stress. Yeah, yeah it's all stress. So whether it's training or, or otherwise, and then, and then you've got the, the goals and the dreams, and then there's the motivation dips and, and, yeah. and like there's all this stuff that comes with it. So that's that balance that it's like a it's dance huge, and yeah. I really enjoy it. And it's interesting because it isn't taught. Like you can study coach, you can study coaching sciences, you can study sports science. The nuance that is what you just described is not. There is no manual for it. It's yeah. I think it's like a interpersonal ability, a bit of an EQ skill. Like you just got to spend time and and yeah, work on figuring the athlete out and what they need at a given time because it also isn't consistent. Yeah. Sometimes it's a very physical pursuit. Yes. Sometimes that isn't really the issue, and it's like working around what the blocks might be. And I mean. I'm not a sports psychologist. I know I know my limits yeah. <laughs> and I know when to refer out. But it's it's interesting to see how you move with an athlete through years and years, how that that requirement changes and that yeah. ability to adapt to it being quite key. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you said earlier of knowing like when or when to refer out, but like you're working with a person and sometimes what it takes is you believing in them when they're not believing in themselves. Like you've, you've seen, you're like, sometimes I'm sure you've had this. I'm saying, I'm like, you have done the work. I I see that you have this feeling. I really want you to not have this feeling. Let's, let's work through it. But like, sometimes I'm like, I told my athletes, I wish you could see yourself how I see you. Exactly. Um, that's beautiful. Because yeah, then really you will set, you will line up at that start line and send it because yeah. in your own specific way, because you are just incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and working with that um, kind of the emotional and, and mental well-being, Erin, is that something yeah. that you, I mean, you said you've learning, do, is it something you enjoy? It is taxing because you are giving, giving out and we want to, and it's, it is a privilege, but it's also knowing yeah. when to like, when to stop. Have when those to boundaries. Refer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I love it. I think if anything, it's probably my favorite part of the job. Um, the building of the plan part is, is way easier uh, and not as challenging necessarily as, as figuring out what that individual needs. Cool. You know, sometimes it's a couple of hard sessions to humble them, to get them to dial back and realize that they're mortal and yes. kind of get them to sort of run a bit smarter. Sometimes it's you know, putting things out there that seem daunting and, you know, they achieve it and build their confidence over time and knowing when to apply one or the other. Like that's the, yeah, yeah I guess the nuanced part of it that's that I yeah. enjoy. Um, <laughs> talking about those athletes and their belief in you uh, or your belief in them, getting them through, like having that person by your side through the build up and then them giving you that go ahead, like you're ready to do this is huge. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, training peaks, fitness scores, all of that, you know, you could have an athlete prepared on equal yes. amounts before an event, but that belief could be the difference in how the day goes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and see someone to see the graphs. Some I just get a phone call on the Friday before the race and coach, am I ready? You're ready. Okay, go. And that's all I need. And wow, they go. Yeah. And it's like, I got well, like a little goosebumps yeah. there again. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's cool to have that. Uh, I think there was, I want to make a little image of this at some point, but it's like your belief in yourself, how it wavers through time and how your coaches. Yeah. sort of flat lines through that yes. and keeps climbing regardless of your lows and yes. trims off the highs when you're getting too cocky and yeah, you know, yeah. builds up the lows when you don't believe in yourself <laughs> so and um yeah i think it's that's our job right is to be there like their foundation when they yeah. waver yeah yeah and i'm sure erin yeah. you've had the reward of when the roles are reversed and and you hit a dip as a coach whether it's working oh. through an injury whether it's life just being life and then your athletes without like you expecting them to also just pop out of nowhere and are like, sure, yeah. Hey, you're the best. Yeah. It's okay. Like, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not going that great, but, yeah. but we believe in you. And then you're like, what? Thank <laughs> it's you. Huge. Like, yeah. It really is. It's, and that's, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it being a privilege a few times. It really is. Um, when they turn around and remind us of what we remind them all the time. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, you, I'm sure you know in yourself as well. Like we can have all the theory, can have yes. all the answers as many as we you know might need for the situation but applying it to oneself is a very different thing yes yeah. yes it's always the do you take your own advice it's not, uh, it's not easy it's not easy and yeah i think again we're going to get to this the community is it's it's something else um it's special and i think i've got my one of my questions was kind of like what is a well-rounded coaching experience we've kind of alluded to that but so you oh. see it like kind of meeting the or to a point like the physical, emotional, yeah, and kind of mental well-being, it all comes together. It's all hand in hand. Absolutely, I don't think there's a separation between them. I yeah. think um, 
you can get all the information you need to build a training plan if you really wanted to online. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably just ask ChatGPT to build your training plan. <laughs> it would get pretty close. Um, so yeah, I think it is that is a, the, the physical is an, is an aspect, but in itself, I don't think it is it is coaching. I think it needs mm. to include that interaction with the athlete and that understanding of them and what they need um, for them to succeed. Yeah, that's epic. Um, and that's what we try and do. <laughs> That's awesome. I I want to get into kind of your your community involvement and what's going on. But before that, you you've said we, and I I'm very aware you've got mm, Tony McCann so on, us, yeah. on board at Flat Rock. Um, Brendan Lombard is also there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Tony Tony joined maybe uh, is it a year ago now? Just over a year. Just over April, a year. Feb last year. Yeah. yeah, I think Brendan was this year. Both people ago. I respect, yeah. enjoy, have engaged with on different platforms as well. Uh, yeah, I think Brendan, actually, I met him officially. He ran in my master's study. Uh, oh, cool. He, he let yes, me yes, put yes. him through a beauty two max test. So I'll always be thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, and Tony, um, through through Otter and, and being involved there and, and engaging yeah. with her and then also just seeing her ever smiling face at events. It's always yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, growing, growing the team and working together. Yeah. I mean, it's... Flat Rock was, was me for, what, four years, I think, just myself, um, which was very daunting. And I mean, I'm aware of my limitations. I can only I can only do so much. I only know so much. I have one yeah. very linear perspective of not linear, but like I have my experience to draw on as a coach. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of bringing other people on was me letting go of of it being me. So separating myself from Flat Rock a little bit and going like it doesn't mm. have to be the exact way I've done it, re- repeated by others. Yeah. And that as long as at its core everyone who works with flat rock is putting the athlete first and prioritizing them yeah even if that might make them a little unhappy <laughs> you know and yeah. giving them the bad news or whatever as long as that's at its core what flat rock is about then there's there's room for for many approaches to that so yeah. um tony obviously i'd worked with for many years before and when she expressed interest in coaching it was a no-brainer it was like yes i mean of course you know how i work i know you i know what's important to you let's you know put those together and see what happens um she obviously brings the dietitian side and the nutrition which is huge and then yeah we did that for a year and then um, we kept growing which is really great and then brendan was the logical next step he's got a huge background in strength and conditioning yeah so the goal would be to grow the team in a way that kept on bringing on different sort of discipline specialities in a way within the team very cool so we're all separate coaches but there's one brain of, of sharing yeah. stuff um and it's a nice way to grow it's sort of yeah. um yeah it's cool it's awesome for me there's like lots lots of disciplines lots of different things lots of experience and like totally different personalities working Which is well. huge yeah. yeah yeah i mean when someone comes our way we're like you know trying to decide who goes to what coach and, and yes. what would be the best fit and it's it's yeah it, there's having that having the different types of personalities just means you, you can cater for more people um yeah. yeah and we we learn from each other which is great that's awesome yeah. oh man and i mean yeah you guys are now a worldwide team because tony's in france yeah. brendan's in the uk yeah. london yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome it's very very cool um yeah and we have athletes in in a few different countries still cape town is obviously home and, yeah. and is our core base yeah. but it's spreading out quite nicely. Yeah, yeah it's you really just cool. Keep inviting all of them to UTCT. Like, let's come and race around the rock. <laughs> yeah, the flat rock. exactly. Come and race on <laughs> that flat come rock. Meet us. Yeah, yeah. That's always an interesting one when you have coached somebody for years and never met in person. Um, it's incredible. I've had and that then, in, yeah, yeah, and when you meet them, it's like, 
yay, like this is great. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, I've had that a few times now where it's like three years later, it's the first time you ever shaken hands with someone. It's quite special. It is special. And it's like, I, I almost know you so well that I can tell you what your routine is, <laughs> mostly because I lay out some of it for you. And then yeah. you're like, but hey, cool. This is what you like actually look like in person. It's exactly. yeah, this job is so fun. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Um, and Erin, community involvement and, and trail culture, I mean, that's kind of also what I want to get into Get into now. Uh, yeah. Flat rock, mountain men, community track. There's like a whole yeah. lot of things that I see here and there that you're involved in. But I mean, you're definitely immersed in the kind of trail community in Cape Town and, and like this area. But what is what is like trail culture mean to you? Um, and how can people give back to this community? I think something I wanted to yeah. note was that a lot of what you do, it's it's kind of spending time together with people and giving back. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know the full setup of something like Mountain Men, but it looks yeah. Um, really, yeah, I don't know. You guys have got cool stuff going on, and I'm like, there's a lot of giving back. There's a lot of projects. There's a lot of very passionate people, like Erin Grohl, or a name, like, who are yeah. doing some incredible work. And, and yeah, so what does trail culture mean, and how do, how do sure. people get involved to give back? I think that... <laughs> I think we owe more to those small communities of trail running in the different areas, Tuesday Trails, um, the Shakeout over here, and all the different little groups that have like been around long before the races were big and fancy. That's where the real growth happened, I think, yeah. is the mountains are daunting place. Like, where do you start? Like, yeah. Trail running sounds cool. Where do I start? And, you know, to not trust your fitness yet or know where you're going. Yeah. Is, it's quite it's even more daunting to get out there. So to have those spaces to go and be able to join people um, to show you the way um, is so much that you need to learn as you start. I think that's where the real growth of the sport is lied, um, has lay. Um, mountain men. I mean, <laughs> I love those guys. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it started as a WhatsApp group of friends who used to run together and have a beer afterwards. Really? Um, That's great. It, I don't think it, they ever planned for it to be what it currently is. Yeah. At, at its core, it's still that. Yeah. <laughs> it's still very much that. They, awesome. they host some events and they, you know, always down for a kettlebell and a beer, uh, <laughs> which has made them very uh, handy on Cliff Corner. Yes, um, yes. The, I, I am like determined to see it this year for myself. Yeah. Uh, the, the mountain men on Cliff Corner, yeah. Oh, well, now it's okay. at a more reasonable time on yeah. a Friday evening, yeah. at four o'clock <laughs> on Saturday morning. Um, I mean, I actually joined them when I was in a pretty low space and needed um, sort of community to run with. Yeah. Um, I was a new dad like had a young son, didn't really have time and, and energy to to get out there and run and having them having someone to call on um was was pretty important. So I joined them in that capacity and it was that place where you could be like, hey, anyone up for a run and a beer and a chat and yeah. there was a very strong supportive camaraderie, um, not often found in male groups of friends. <laughs> that was pretty special there yeah. uh, and still is. Now it's not only guys. Now the mountain men is, is a bit of everybody, a bit of mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that's a big part of, a big part of Flat Rock too. A lot of support for Flat Rock came out of those guys. So mm. um, they're great. And then, yeah, I mean, Erin Grohl is yeah, all the energy in the world <laughs> to, yeah. do, to, to build all the things. And she's, she's done a great job at making the track available to, to everybody, which, yeah. is, which is really special. And that, um, that community track just exploded. It hey, went, like yeah. I, I saw a photo the other day and I was like, this is a next level, a full on event of yeah. loads of people. How awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's, I mean, two, three months old now, I think. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 
we have a beautiful resource in the middle of the city to use and it's very difficult to get in you yeah. have to have a run you have to be a member of running club or be a club yourself or, you know yeah. whatever and, and to get in and there's a lot of barriers that don't make it easy and for that one night a month anyone can come and run track and that's yeah. really special and yeah. I, I feel like it should be available to everyone all the time yes um and i think they just nailed that need really well yeah um and running is fun and running with people is fun yeah it is fun it's <laughs> um, great yeah yeah and then obviously the Tuesday trails, which, yeah. you know, I think is the core of Cape Town's trail running growth. Yes. I mean, I remember doing that years ago and there'd be, you know, 10, 20 people. And now I can't even go because I get anxiety because there's so many people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, it's, there's been on a summer, like a hot summer evening. It's like 300 strong. It's incredible. Sometimes, um, yeah. yeah. It's really special. Um, yeah. And I think, again, that's where a lot of the sport growth in the sport is, is, lies. You, yeah. you, you do a race once a year. But yeah. every week you've got that thing you can rely on. Yeah. There will be people there to go in and run with and chat with, which is pretty special. Oh, man. It's oh. epic. Like the community is just special. I think, again, like this is what this is all about as well, like sharing yeah. these stories. Um, the community is great. Highlighting that for those who yeah. have not yet experienced it, do it. Like just come yeah. and join. Uh, and for those who who are in it just to be reminded again like how cool it is yeah and i think you asked like what is how do people give back or what's the responsibility i think it's is it's keeping it welcoming and warm and open i think any community left long enough becomes a bit secular and you know um elitist is not the right word but yeah a bit clicky and i think like letting go of that kind of stuff and just keeping it warm and open to all kinds of people that might rock up i think is really important um And as a way to give back, I mean, there's obviously um, other ways, but I think at its core, if we're welcoming, if we're a welcoming group of people, it will grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's open to anyone. Yeah. And endurance sports breeds good people, I think. Like, yes. if you're out there suffering long enough, you, you get rid of most of your stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, okay. And, and if, you, if it takes more than one run, there's more than enough people around you are willing to stick it through with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I think it's that shared. Um, pushing through discomfort and that that shared hurt and you know digging a hole and climbing out again that yeah. we all do at whatever capacity we are whether yes. you're a professional or a complete beginner it hurts the same yes. <laughs> you just move quicker or not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think all of us sharing that is like a, a very close or is what bonds a lot of us yeah um, that's awesome yeah. I think there's a there's there's very little that beats like sharing some trail time with some people and having a good like process slash vent of whatever's going on it's like huge, like yeah. light, it just gives you some perspective there's still other ways to to deal with your stuff and, and things are still there but they've they've just got this like rose gold tinge after you've been They're for like a, a nice yeah, yeah yeah after you've been for a nice run and um and i even like thinking of the mountain men like it's still a shared like you get together you do this thing you share a beer yeah yeah life is life is better when enjoyed together yeah absolutely and i think yeah the little the bond that is formed in those moments of of endurance and suffering is huge i mean you share the trail with someone in a race or a long run for a couple hours like yeah yeah you see each other differently yes beyond that point no matter what your relationship was before yes and it's quite special how we can bond in those moments yeah. i i saw that at um <laughs> at George Matt um so obviously Gabriel who I work with was was running with with Matt Bouch Matt, yes. and is Matt Matt's one of your uh, yeah, is, and yes. I I have to be honest and I'm like Gabriel forgive me but when I finished my race I like oh I saw him on the route so no it yeah. was before that it was before my race started because they always start on Friday night and I saw him and Matt are running together and sharing miles and I was like yeah Krobe and I literally were like 
what are those two talking about? Yeah. Like, and what's, what's going to happen? What's like, going to happen? And like, yeah, so they're racing, but the they're these thing. like two different people. It's like two worlds colliding and like just a difference in, in, in kind of who they are, but they've got this core thing. And yeah. those two came out like, bros like the biggest bro Absolutely, like at the prize yeah. giving i was like i said to him, i was like you've got some competition like who's gonna in replace you in this yeah, romance exactly. like and, uh, it was just so cool for me and it was like, like a fun example um where i was like yeah you've got this shared thing yeah. you went through and they were like they went through everything like in, through the night of the yeah. smiler and came out the other side better i love that i love yeah. those stories so much um it's it's beautiful actually because i mean those are two fiercely competitive guys yes who you know could have tried to get away and use whatever means to get away but at its core it's easier together yeah even if you want to beat the person you kind of want to just beat them like once you've yeah. been through that together you want to put them at the finish but you want them to be right with you yes yeah uh, and you want you still want them to do their best and yes. like that balance of humility and fiercely competitive is like is the sweet yeah. spot yeah um yeah i mean all the all the greatest times run are in that kind of scenario yeah. where you have people who love the sport pushing each other to be better yeah mm. but at the same time wanting the best of the other too yes um, yes you want your competition to to be at that standard because yeah. i mean without that then you're not where you are meant to exactly. be exactly yeah it's the only way as south africans we can elevate our sport yeah. is to increase the frequency of those meetings yeah. and events like yeah. have guys that are pursuing similar goals throw down against each other to level up if we don't have that we're never going to you're never going to feature on the international stage. Yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. that's epic. And and, Aaron, what's next for you as a as an athlete? We we haven't spoken <laughs> too much about your own your own thing. I know you uh, were at uh, Langenberg two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Two weeks ago. I'm at Cape Town on Saturday. Are you Cape there Town again? Race, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wildly underprepared, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my own running has been an interesting journey. I um, yeah, it's been. Becoming a dad makes, you know, training quite tricky yeah. and I prioritize my son over everything. So uh, as, as important as running is to me, it's never going to come close to any of that. So yeah, um, if it's spending time with him or running, it's generally going to be with him. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, my job, I mean, I started a business from scratch, so I had to kind of put everything into it. And my own running became more about just running for my own head and yeah. keeping healthy than it was the competitive side it might have had before. There's still a bit of a fire there, <laughs> but it is... Um, yeah, I see your athletes rooting for you on social media, and I'm yeah. like, let's go, Aaron, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day I'll have my 500th comeback. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting, and it's an ongoing separation between Aaron as coach and Aaron as athlete. Um, I'm getting better at managing it. I would rather be a great coach than a great athlete currently. I feel like that's more of a calling for me. Um, I would rather let that be, if I'm known for anything, I'd rather it be that than, yeah. than I was a good wow. runner myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've had some good times long, long, long ago. Um, maybe I'll get back to them one day. Um, so yeah, I'm doing the Sky Race series um, because I love the, the mountains it takes you to. Uh, yeah. Langeberg was the most beautiful trail I've run locally, without a doubt. Oh, like epic. that climb is just in, absolutely insane. Um, brutal absolutely brutal <laughs> you guys had like the perfect conditions it was yeah. a great like yeah. race day yeah. some of my athletes got to see me death marching it in <laughs> from being nauseous for the last hour and a half and, and that's where you go um, i know what i'm talking about yes, when i coach yes. you through this yeah, yeah. see this yeah <laughs> i got to tell them to hurry it on and I'll see you at the end yeah it's like i don't want to see you here go yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's been quite a it's been taken quite a long time to let go of 
um, how I was, how I would like myself to be seen as an athlete versus being a coach. So being able to yeah. sign up for something with less than ideal preparation and always comparing to my past times and yes. separate that from actually I just love running yes. and these events take me to those places. I can do it too yes. and yes. not be hard on myself really. So I'm working on that as, yes. as the biggest thing. Um, and in combination with that, I love my job, yeah. which is it's also here and I, I want to be a great coach. That's yeah. <laughs> you like giving me some advice as like a personally that I'm like, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> I mean, you have yeah. these expectations and people think, Oh, they're a coach. They, they yeah. work with good athletes. They should be able to produce. It's not always like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting balancing act. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and I think with where, where can we find you? I mean, we'll see you at the Cape Town Sky Series this weekend. I, I, <laughs> I'll be that crumpled heap at the finish line. You can come wait for me. I will hand you a beer. I'll be there hand dishing out beers and <laughs> generally being a little cheerleader on Saturday. I'm super, super oh. stoked about that. Um, and kind of uh, practically or the, the Instagram, social media, yeah. Aaron Flatrock, where can we find you? This will all be in the show notes. But Cool, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Instagram, we're quite active. Um, as is the Cape Town Trail community in general. So that's Flat Rock Endurance. Uh, oh, Flat Rock Endurance is the handle. And then yeah, our website, flatrockendurance.com. Awesome. Erin um, Van Asen on Instagram. You can find me if you need to, but Flat Rock is fine. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and we kind of keep everyone up to date of what our athletes are up to. Um, they're generally quite busy bunch. So Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Last, last question, Erin, mm. which is just a fun things yeah. what is what is your favorite trail and why Oof. um <laughs> not <practical>. no. <laughs> i actually don't mind platypus to be honest yeah. like i know i don't know if it's all the tourists and all the heat and just the unrelenting steps that gets everyone i, I really don't mind it so much i think um i like going up the mountain and the climbs a climb and they're all hard just yeah. get up um up until last weekend i probably would have said um, some of the Giants Cup Trail in the Darkensburg. Stunning. Um, I yes. mean, just incredibly beautiful. But Langeberg might take the cake. Actually. Really? Like, that was an incredible route. Um, oh, awesome. I haven't had that where you stop in the middle of a race and just be like, actually, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. this is incredible. Yeah. This is mind blowing. So, yeah. yeah. Langeberg, I mean, and then, you know, Lion's Head Loop. Yes, can't the be, classic. You can't beat the Lion's awesome. Head Loop at sunset. Just perfect. No, well, kudos to Stu yeah. and his team for that that race and still what's to come. I'm excited to see how it goes. You're yeah. doing the full series. Then? I am, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. So maybe that answer might sins. change after you, <laughs> after you do the rest of the course. But um, yeah. yeah, cool. Erin, thanks so much. This has been epic. Time flies. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thanks so much here. for having me. And yeah, we'll definitely have you back soon. Cool. Thank you. Awesome.